Hi, I'm Derek Mast. And I'm Tanya Mast. We've got two kids, Rainy. Hiya! And Emerson. And we're set to learn about marriage, parenting, and whatever else comes up. This is the journey of two young homeschooled Christian parents exploring what we're teaching and learning while we grow ourselves and raise our kids. So, episode one, the first first episode of this podcast that you and I are, are doing. Yay. We totally know what we're doing already. <laughs> we have no idea what we're doing. You know what you're doing. It's we okay. kind of know what we're doing, a little bit. Um, it's a very good description for parenting. Yeah. yeah. Hey, nice, nice tie-in already, very mm-hmm. early on into the show. Got a great streak going. This is sure to be a success. So tell me about what's new, What's what's been happening in, in our lives recently. What's significant? What are we learning in our little about family? parenting? Yeah. Uh, so let me think. Paint me a picture of the last I don't know two weeks or so. Okay. Well, we are going through a long season of missing sleep, which mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure a lot of parents can definitely feel. It's not something that like we tend to talk about a lot because it's. It's just kind of what you should expect with parenting sometimes. Yeah. Um, so it started out with uh, us trying to combine Emerson and Rainey into one room. Uh, previously, Emerson had been sleeping in our room. Oh, yeah. That feels like years ago. Uh, it feels like 84 years since I've gotten any sleep. <laughs> um, so that, obviously, you just need to expect some some transition time and it started out originally with uh, the night begins with uh them both being incredibly excited to be in the same room oh, and yeah. talking and Rainey's dancing around the crib and Murray's just having a fine time and then Murray at some point realizes he's not into partying anymore and wants to sleep and Rainey's not really on board with that uh and so there becomes this tension of Murray weeping to himself wanting to sleep <laughs> and raining still wanting to stay up uh-huh. Uh-huh. uh eventually they go to sleep but what that has meant is a lot of us intervening and going in and out of the room and trying to help them through that transition and talking them through it which has meant that our evening of being together has been very interrupted the last few weeks yeah it's actually before we do that. You typically there's like some inter- interaction with Rainy trying to help Murray get to sleep. I don't know if you mentioned that. Did you mention that? Uh, well, that like, that that's what this has transitioned into yeah. now. Like the other day, after like two weeks of this, I mean, when they went down for a nap together, Rainy was will get Murray his pacifier as it falls out of the crib, mm-hmm. and um, pat him on the back and, so and rub his little head. Yeah. Which is so sweet. And then I he falls asleep and I look back in the monitor a few minutes later and she's there like poking him in the face because <laughs> she realized she didn't want him to go to sleep yet. And oh now no, she's my all friend. alone. <sighs> yeah. Also, if you have a video monitor, it's kind of hilarious to like psychoanalyze your child oh, and man. their like decisions. When they're alone. It is so fascinating and it is so helpful. I am so glad we got a video monitor. We dropped the the cash on that, you know, early on when we were expecting Rainy. Rainy also knows that we're watching her through the monitor. She can see the camera move and I think it makes enough of a little sound that she knows. And she also, uh, we can talk to her through it too. 
So if you're just like rainy, solemnly into the <laughs> monitor and she like books it from one end of the room to the other to jump into bed. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, this is meant for, for me that sometimes I, I get on her case a little bit too quickly about because I misinterpret what she's doing. Well, the, the, the like, so there have been some times when she's like patting, patting Murray or like rubbing his head, like to comfort him that it looks like she's smushing his face into the corner. Sometimes it does happen that way. No, I'm sure she's not intending that, but um, then I like, I've, I've spoken perhaps too loud about that and she books it and I'm sure she was just trying to help. And, but we've also had some moments like when we, leave her door open and let her make the choice to stay in her room or to have the consequence of having the door shut. We see her like standing at the door, just looking out. You can see <laughs> the wheels turning in her head. And then she's like, mm, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and then the fallout that happens afterwards when yes. she hears someone coming up the stairs to talk to her about that and mm-hmm. put the door lock on. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Anyways, so. But along with that, so we we had transitioned them pretty well, but like Murray was still waking up through the night because we were also transitioning him out of a swaddle because it's summer. So he would like to be swaddled all the time and he's a big baby, so it's hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, after he's that, also then... a super big fan of swaddling. Yeah. After that, uh, Emerson started teething. So it was just kind of like night after night of sleeplessness and I don't really remember what feeling rested is like. <laughs> and I remember going through this with Rainy too. Like there being a time when I don't remember what rested feels like and this is just normal and this is never going to change. But uh, but the Lord's mercies are new every morning. That's right. Even if it doesn't feel like it. And also he sends us coffee. He's He's given us the gift of coffee to help. So what has he been doing? But is how often has been? How often he's? How much has he been getting up? Yes. Yeah. Like, he was like three or four times. He was averaging like five times a night. At yeah, he least. was pretty bad there for. A he would like while. want to nurse like twice an hour sometimes, and I don't get back to sleep quickly, so I feel that. You know. As a parent, when you pass that threshold of exhaustion and you're kind of in a place where you can survive and then you get a little more sleep and then you realize how exhausted you are. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that exhaustion (laughs) place is where I am right now. (laughs) So I finally started to get like, I had one good night of sleep two nights ago. Yeah. And last night I was very tired. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So that's kind of our lives. Well, yeah, so our lives are basically centered around the nights at this point. Although there's other things going on too, but I don't know. We Rainey's just planted had a, a lot garden. of emotions recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that as she learns to express her emotions um, a little bit more, bigger emotions come out. And she's realizing she has more opinions about stuff and she's learning how to express that. And we get to guide her through that process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad thing. It's just a thing yeah so what else besides our kids and we're going to be talking a lot about our kids obviously through the course of this show but we 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 have other things in our lives too what (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) that was a great deadpan um (laughs) we just planted a garden 
mm-hmm. which uh, got some garden boxes, planted some, what all did you plant out there? Tomatoes and... Lots of tomatoes. Lots of tomatoes. We love our tomatoes. Cucumbers, lots of fresh herbs. I'm all about those. Threw a bunch of poop on them so that they, uh, so that they grow good. Mm-hmm. Spaghetti squash, zucchini, uh, kale and lettuce and spinach. I don't know. Really into having the kids help in the garden. I find that like having Rainy help me in the kitchen, which she loves. I mean, she wants to be involved in everything, but helping in the kitchen, making a mess, cooking, baking, being involved in the process, being involved in the garden um, gets her excited about the food that we're eating. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping more appreciative about where food comes from. She's still a little young to fully grasp that, but um, it's good. Yeah. That's it's fun to to watch her get excited about that stuff. Even last year when she was just one, she was like thrilled to go out and yeah. help me water the garden and oh, pick yeah. the tomatoes. Well, she, she would want to get her watering can out constantly. Yeah, please read picked here as eat though, because I would pick the <laughs> tomatoes and she was like eating them all. Yeah. Yep. Um. And I feel like I haven't gotten to see a whole lot of you the past couple of weeks. It's been well, very busy. It has been very busy. Plus, and usually our nights are the time to, that we're bonding. Mm-hmm. But also because nap times have gotten, I mean, before I would put them down in separate rooms and they would sleep simultaneously. And because they've been getting more up and down and staggered. Uh, nap times so that means that I lose prime um, graphic design time so then I have to work on that in the evening mm-hmm. which also cuts out of personal time yeah do you hear Rainy or Murray she was calling me here just uh, give us just a second did she poop I don't know oh that's another oh, thing I didn't I didn't put a uh, potty in her room <laughs> dead air time it's very professional. Oh, so should we so should we talk about the poop? Potty Show, training? Yeah, first episode of the podcast, we 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 dive right into uh the bodily fluids nature of parenting. <sighs> we we could be brief probably. Brief. But it is <laughs> It's so exciting to have your child poop in the potty consistently. Uh yeah. It's really satisfying to have your child not poop on the floor. That's where I'll <laughs> leave that one. Yeah. Definitely. Uh what else what else should the people know? I can tell you in potty training, I have discovered that I am not as chill of a parent as I thought I was before. Mm-hmm. Potty training just really stresses me out more so like Little naked butts wandering the house, pooping and peeing on various things <laughs> and not knowing where they pooped or peed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my mom is amazing and all about being involved in that process and cheering my daughter on. So she kind of poked and prodded me in, in getting that process started, mm-hmm. bless her, and had Rainy overnight and started the potty training process at her house. And then I just carried it on for weeks and weeks. And honestly, Rainy did a really good job. But then we had two kids who got croup, 
which was another thing that oh that's right that was that whole same time frame yeah another reason why we didn't get sleep for a while because rainy got croup and oh she she's good at coughing in her sleeve but it's like when you have a sick toddler you really can't keep the baby from getting sick unless like they live in separate rooms because I'm sorry if you have a solution for that please please feel free to share <laughs> but like honestly just a mask yeah. the entire time just have it's just <sighs> you know glue it's like temporary glue like how you have that for fake mustaches it's like just- washing her hands constantly and helping her sneeze into her arm and giving them baths constantly but forget that Murray was <laughs> Murray just catches it right away so yeah 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 so there was a little bit of regression okay so i feel pretty good about how much sleep we're not getting then that makes me feel a little bit better i mean and not not better about the fact that we have less sleep but it makes it getting this all out it's it's a little bit therapeutic i feel (laughs) you're not feeling it at all though that's good i'm developing a small twitch (laughs) no it's really fine Oh man. It's life. It is. I and don't think that you should have children and expect otherwise. Oh no. And you know, people people have asked me how how I'm doing or how we're doing, like how parenting's going, like through this particularly difficult time. And I feel like I can honestly tell them that I still super enjoy my kids and I'm Absolutely. super happy I'm doing this. Like, Absolutely. I don't want to ever be the parent that's like, just wait until you have kids. You'll never get sleep again. Because mm-hmm. I mean, that's just like the same people that were like, just wait until you get married. You yeah. won't enjoy each other anymore. I mean, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. There's always those people that are like the buzzkills, but then there's also the people who get, who get pregnant, have kids. And then they're like, my child won't sleep at all at night. And obviously be raw and be open and mm-hmm. be yourself. But like, this is part of the process. Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's good to acknowledge that things are hard, but it's also like good to have the wider view of this is not all there is to life. And also these times are, these times can be good too. Um, it's, and honestly, like being able to, get into the groove of a hard thing. Like now I'm, now I am an officially into the groove of, okay, I'm just going to get up every two hours and rock Murray to sleep for a half hour. And then he's asleep. And then I go to sleep and then I wake up another two hours from now. And then it's fine. Like accepting that makes it so much easier. I mean, I'm still don't get any sleep, but you know, well, I get, I, I still get some sleep, but One of my favorite memories actually was when you were out of town and uh, Emerson was awake basically from one till, no, no, no. He was awake from like 11 to 4.30 in the morning, like basically the entire night. And he wasn't necessarily unpleasant. He just was awake. Yeah. He was going through that uh, three month sleep regression, I think. But anyways, I mean, I remember that some with Rainy now distantly. But anyways, I kept taking him out of the room and and like letting him play with toys and stuff and trying to sleep for 15 minutes. And then he would want me. And finally, I just gave up and he was in bed with me and we talked. I mean, as best we could. (laughs) And he's all grins and cuddles. And 
that night is one of my favorites. Yeah. Even though, like, you know, once I got past the stage of, like, once I fell into the exhaustion phase and I was like, it's okay. You, like, hit a new level of zen. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a different level of consciousness. Oh, we're, okay, I'm sorry, I'm getting really, uh. Weird. <laughs> really weird for a show with. And that's not what we believe. <laughs> no, no, so, no, no. Uh, no, it's not what we believe. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I have betrayed the show. All right. Um, feel good about our updates? Sure. That was like 20 minutes of updates. I know. It's great. So what do you want to talk about this week, Derek, now that we've updated everyone on our lives? That's a really good question, Tanya. And I think this week we're going to talk about discipline. Right? Sure. Um, so with discipline, we just wanted to, I guess, talk about uh, how we're disciplining and why we've chosen to discipline this way and subsequently get a lot of email about how we're disciplining from all the <laughs> people who uh, who read Shepherding a Child's Heart. Um, or do I not want to go there just yet? Just like, you know. Try try to remain distant enough that you don't create enemies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and and we I, had shepherding a child's heart, and you liked it a lot. Yeah, most mostly. Um, I have I read. Okay, so I read half of it. I mm-hmm. didn't. I didn't get through the whole thing, but um, I really should read that again. Scanned though. and had a gist of some stuff that you really liked, and yeah. some stuff that you didn't agree with. Mm-hmm, exactly. So the way we discipline right now. Um, Would you like me to give some definitions of different styles of discipline? Oh, yeah, from sure. perspective? Yeah. So just like straight out, and some of the language might be confusing, but mm-hmm. hopefully this helps. Um, I got this from Danish way of parenting, basic language, but um, authoritarian parenting, which is demanding, not responsive, high standards, kind of the because I said so parenting tactic. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of parents who, uh, use this were often raised that way themselves. And their, uh, big selling point is, uh, but I turned out fine. Yep. Worked for me. Yeah. Or I'm okay. Uh, authoritative, uh, is a demanding, but responsive parenting, um, high standards, but supportive and disciplined. Permissive parenting would be highly responsive, but seldom demand mature behavior from your child, kind of expecting them to self-regulate on their on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the uninvolved parent, which is neither responsive nor demanding, uh, but not yet to the point of neglectful. Gotcha. Uh, I mean, completely outside of this, I think you should have a discussion on managing your emotions um, within parenting because within discipline mm-hmm. because that's like just as important a part of the discussion because if oh, you're not yeah. managing your emotions, no matter what kind of discipline you're doing, it's not going to be as effective or it's going to be community that uh, just your, your kids won't know what you're communicating. And yeah. So our, our goal for disciplining, I think I could sum up our goal for disciplining as uh, the desire to teach emotional intelligence and to show a need for a savior. So, yes. I mean, teaching Rainey how to navigate her emotions mm-hmm. and Emerson eventually too, but then also to show like we are going to come up short constantly over and over again. 
we're going to sin, we're going to fail. And within that, we need the grace of our Savior. Um, and to represent that ourselves as well, like we're not above you, we're not like better than you, we are just like saved by a Savior as well, mm-hmm. and being sanctified by Him constantly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so when Rainy falls into a uh, a tantrum, you know, not getting what she wants, she's, you know, crying or like demanding that she get something because she's really disappointed about not whatever it is, you know, our, our first response is not, um, is not like corrective discipline right away. Uh, unless emotional it's emotional outbursts. There's like, yeah. if, if we're like, if somebody is being hurt or something like that, like mm-hmm. that's something that we need to stop. Absolutely. If she's expressing emotion kind of wildly because she hasn't, you know, she hasn't learned social cues and, and how to express things appropriately. Like mm-hmm. we're normally not going to stop the emotion from happening, but then we're going to talk with her afterwards. Um, often, I mean, it will look like saying, I'm sorry you're upset, but like we still can't give you, you know, the thing that you want mm-hmm. because la di da di da. And then, uh, would you like to find something else to do? Or would you, if she's like really worked up, like, does screaming help you feel better or mm-hmm. would you like to try taking some deep breaths or doing something else? Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, we, we're we not the type of parents that are... I don't have a problem with her screaming about something in the store because I like to think that people around me are for me in parenting. Mm-hmm. If she's grabbing things off the shelf, that would be something else that we would have to talk about, but I haven't experienced mm-hmm. that yet. Thus far, I'd be like, I'm really sorry you're disappointed. Um you know, yeah. let's talk about it and not, I don't know. I've stood over my child as she's like a very vocal in a store about mm-hmm. something and until she calms down and then give her a hug and we go on our merry way. Mm-hmm. But the important thing is to not respond in anger and frustration or, um, or like, maybe condescension is a is a good word because it's it's very easy to look at something that our our, that our kid is doing that we would never do because we know better because you know we've had that experience and be completely uh, like in understanding of um of that behavior because we're so far removed so a lot of what we attempt to do in our parenting and in discipline is to, you know, communicate to them. Yeah. I, I understand how you're feeling. I know how you've got, I, I know how you got here. I know why you're doing this. It's understandable. And then use that validation of her emotions to move forward and help her figure out a way that is more Christ-like in expressing herself. I mean, but does screaming really make you feel better? Because honestly, that's a good coping mechanism. Then maybe we need to talk about going off on your own and screaming a little bit. But screaming at the people in your life is not going to be a long lasting option for a coping mechanism. Exactly. (laughs) So um, I didn't really say when I gave the four different uh, parenting discipline styles where we would fall in there. But I think we would fall into the authoritative, not the authoritarian, which is the first one, which would be that we are responsive and we're expecting, you know, a response, but we're not 
uh, demanding it because I said so. You know, right. we would say that we are a logic logic based parenting, which I think that's what we try to be. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't actually know if that's a coin term. I just googled it beforehand just because I was curious. <laughs> and there, the only thing that came up initially was a book called Love and Logic Parenting, I think. And I read a little review on it. And it, it didn't sound like logical parenting to me because like <laughs> the review was like saying, well, like I liked the book. It was OK. But then they were saying, like, if my child doesn't go on a timeout up in their room for for doing this thing, then they have to go up and down the stairs to their room 20 times before I allow them to have dinner in the evening like that. That's doesn't not logical. Sound. So do you want to explain what we view logical Logic-based okay. parenting as logical consequences. Yeah. So, so when we discipline, I'm sure we've mentioned this already, but um, we in discipline we don't do physical punishment. So we don't um, we don't spank, um, we don't hit or anything like that. Um, no snaps to the right to the arms or face. Yeah. No. No physical like intended to be slightly painful contact. Um, P.S. As we're sharing this, we're not being condescending. If that's right. what you've viewed as what God's been calling you to, there's just reasons why we feel. For us, it feels it feels like it would be an opportunity to be lazy unless you like give a huge gap of mm-hmm. time before you discipline your child. I mean, obviously, you need to control your emotions, but right. also, it didn't feel like it made sense logically to be like. Don't hit your brother. I'm going to spank you for hitting your brother. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. And, and I I absolutely see the the um you know, the arguments against that and we're not we're not knocking anybody for that as long as you're, you know, doing your spanking in a you know, you're you're doing it to emphasize the gospel in in whatever way you discipline, you know, we're I'm disciplining for you so that you can learn discipline. you can learn not Yeah out of my own sense of justice Mm -hmm. because if there's any of like anger involved then it would fall into the abuse category yeah which is those lines are so easy to blur as parents they are they are and and so we just personally don't want to go there um but anyway so we are where what was i saying logic-based parenting consequences yes consequences so um say what's a good example that we could pick out tearing books Tearing your books. Bedroom. Okay, so that's a that's a great example. This was a thing probably half a year ago. When Rainy a year was ago. a year old. Mm-hmm. Um, Kids understand a lot of stuff early on. Yeah, they do. So we had an issue with her. You know, we we like to keep books in her bedroom, so so that she can read them if she's up and and we're not quite awake or ready for her to come out yet. So, uh, but we would have an issue of her. T- Tearing books, probably a curiosity thing. I mean, tearing books seems like a fun thing. I would, you know, enjoy a day full of tearing books just as a I would enjoy a day of physical. unrolling lots of toilet paper. Exactly. That sounds so much fun. And we've had that too. But um, so the consequence for that being, obviously, tearing books is not a good lifestyle choice um, unless you have a very specific lifestyle, which we do not have right now. So we want to... <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> I am so rich that I tear books <laughs> at my every whim. Um, rich people. <laughs> so um, we want her to be considerate of others and to take care of the things that God has given us. So 
stewardship. We don't want her tearing these books. And because she's tearing these books, she no longer gets to have the books in her bedroom for a period of time. So um, we try to keep our discipline from going above and beyond, which I guess if you want to be strictly logic-based parenting, that means that you no longer have that book because it's torn up and the book is torn up. Like it's a cause and effect type of deal. So we, get, we went a little bit above, be, uh, above and beyond um, to emphasize the point. but Sometimes. But I mean, yeah. yesterday we put together an art project that she had gotten from Chick-fil-A and she kept pulling off the stickers afterwards. And I was finally like, Rainy, I, I helped you put those back on a few times. Like, well, yeah. like once. If you pull them off again, you're responsible for that yourself. Mm-hmm. She pulled them off. She was very disappointed. Said, well, like, you can put them on yourself or you can choose to throw it away if you're done with it. Mm-hmm. And she chose to throw it away on her own. Yep. So that's fine. That empowers her to make the decision. Honestly, what that normally looks like, the process is saying... um, if you keep doing this, then your options are going to be a timeout. Mm-hmm. So you can choose to do something else or you can choose a timeout. Mm-hmm. That puts the ball totally in her court for making that decision. Uh, then say, okay, you you chose a timeout. She has a timeout. And then I explained to her, it makes me really sad when you choose a timeout too, but that's what you chose do you think maybe next time you're going to make a different choice? Why did you Why did you have to choose a timeout? And then we talk through the decision that she made. Mm-hmm. Give alternatives. And then she says, sorry, Mama, and sorry, Jesus. And then we pray together. Mm-hmm. And then we are done. And I say, why don't you try making a good choice? Yeah. Try really hard not to be like, uh, to, to use uh, choices to label her like, Saying that was a selfish choice. You are a selfish girl. Yeah, right yeah. Like, so, but yeah, to to give options for making better choices. Honestly, when you when we put the ball in her court normally and and use that language, she wants to make a good choice, not choose a timeout. Because honestly, who wants to choose a negative consequence? Mm-hmm. But the times when she's not really thinking, yeah. So that's that's kind of our, our method of discipline in a nutshell. I'm sure we'll get into more discipline as I'm sure people are going to have questions. And, you know, if you have questions, you can feel free to, you know, to, to tweet us or, you know, or whatever. Our DMs should be open just as kind of a, you know, hey, welcome to the podcast. This is how you can interact with us. Um, but yeah, anything else you wanted to add? I'm sure I'll think of many things later. Oh, but. yes. This is, uh, yeah. Every every time I do a show, there's always like That's three good, things afterwards that I'm like, I wanted to talk about that. That's a good broad, a good broad idea. Yeah. Of how we discipline. Oh, and Emerson's up. Oh, well, he is that's upset. A good, a good place to be done then. Yeah. I almost said love you because that's how I close phone calls most of the time. Hey, you know, we could do that. That could be our thing. I love you. Hey, th- thanks for talking with me this week, Tanya. Oh, well, I, love I was going to say I love you to like our listeners. Oh, well, we love you too, listeners. <laughs> but I love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That, we don't know how to wrap up. That's, that's probably good for this week, though. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> Perfect. 
Thanks for joining us. If you want to follow or talk to us, you can do that on Instagram or Twitter at set to learn. And our website is settolearn.com. Keep learning and we'll see you next time.